0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sales Syndicate Podcast. Uh, It's going to be slightly different this week in that, um, I mean, you could call it a tenuous link, but I think after you've listened to the full episode, you'll realize that it's not quite as tenuous as it might sound on the get-go. But before we get into the topic of Star Trek in relation to sales and leadership, which sounds a bit bonkers, um, I will hand over to my guest, uh, Dee Acosta, to introduce himself. So over to you, Dee.
1: Hey, I am D Acosta. Um, if you don't know me, uh, I've been selling to marketers for almost 20 years. I was at Forrester, I was at Aberdeen Group, uh, at Aberdeen Sold. Content services, data, and ABM solutions. Uh, I was then at Metadata for a year and a half, and now I am Head of Revenue over at Hockey Stack. Super cool company. Um, we do marketing attribution, but really we, we help line of business leaders turn their data into revenue. Um, And that's how I ran into Jamie, like Jamie and I hit it off. I think we're friends now, if I can say that, if I'm not being too bold. Um, And uh, we both have a mutual love of Star Trek. So uh, really excited about this. nice to do something besides like sales motions or... (laughs) you know yeah, uh, no, no, for, for
0: sure i think um no look the, the second you come over to the uk or i go over to the us we're definitely gonna we're definitely gonna meet up i said i think you said you were coming over to the uk potentially later in the year maybe q4 in which case we're definitely gonna ha- host you at the um office and doing uh, a, a live podcast um uh, uh, which, which would, would be your wedding man. you're, you're that
1: stuck
0: with <laughs> um don't let my partner hear that because i haven't <laughs> actually proposed, i haven't actually proposed yet so I don't. I don't want to getting any ideas. Um, but no, look, it's it, it's it's been great to connect. Um, for those who haven't heard of Hockey Stack, I'd be surprised if you haven't. But go and check them out on LinkedIn. Their their social presence is is second to none, um, and obviously the product is too. Um, so go and check them out um, if you're, you know, on the hunt for analytics, or you might not be, and you could be in the next few days after looking at Hockey Stack. You never know. So go go and check them out. But to get back to the um the topic of conversation, we're going to be looking at um, some of our favourite or famous Star Trek quotes and trying to link those back to maybe lessons you could learn for uh, sales or leadership. Which, as I said at the start, might might sound a little bit strange, but bear with us. It's it's going to make a lot more sense um once we cover probably the first one, which is a which is a famous Kirk quote. So. What we're going to do just to give a rough sort of layout to it is we're gonna read the quote and then we'll have a little bit of dialogue about why we think that quote could be useful to sales reps or people who work in sales um slash leadership and uh, we're just going to do that uh, for the next 45 minutes or so so if you like if you like star trek this is going to be right up the street mm-hmm star trek then you'll probably learn something from it and maybe you'll want to watch star trek but 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 we'll see so
1: the the richest men in the world love star trek so bezos uh musk um they're big star trek fans so we're in good company well
0: yeah they're, they're, we're obviously on the right path let so if, yes. if i'm worth a, if i'm worth 100 billion in the next few years happy days <laughs> yeah
1: yes.
0: It'll be a different kind of podcast if we are.
1: Oh, it'll be on your, your yacht. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. We'll host people on the yacht for the podcast. But right, let's, let's jump in. So quote number one is from Kirk. And the quote we have, I think this might have been one, uh, might have been one of yours actually, is, I don't believe in no-win situations. So from, from your perspective, why, why did you want that one to be included um, for, for us to sort of cover?
1: That might be one of the most iconic Star Trek quotes. Um, Wrath of Khan, Star Trek Two is one of my favorite movies. I like it better than any, any Star Wars stuff. No offense to Star Wars fans. I like Star Wars too. But uh, you really, you know, in sales, you have to have that attitude, right? And it's kind of unfortunate because you're not going to win every deal. But you have to have that attitude and bravery that, hey we're going to win. Right. Cause you know what? We all sell different products. Our products all have, no one sells the perfect product. Right. Um, you know, even Salesforce, like their product is not good anymore. Um, and you really have to have that confidence and that belief that you're in a no win, uh, that there are no, no win situations. Um, and you know, if you look at the story, you know, Kirk, the the Kobayashi Maru, he cheats to win, and they commend him in the original. Um, I'm not saying to cheat, but you know those creative solutions go far, and and that really really drives home that point. I don't know what do you? Yeah, thinking?
0: I, I, I'm thinking of um that the, 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 there's a a slight age gap, let's say between myself and D. <laughs> he, he he's uh he's 31 and I'm 30. Um, <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> um, not... <laughs> but I'm um. I, I'm thinking of the Christopher Pine sort of era of movies yes. where he does still he does still reference the Kobayashi Maru, um, and I guess compared to the original, they probably do highlight it more as bad behavior in, in cheating. But I think that the, the premise or the the sort of take on it is still valid. Like you said, you should never be going into a call thinking that you're going to fail or at least not Absolutely. thinking that, that not thinking that there is a 0.1% chance that you're going to succeed and I think having that winning mindset I think it is a bit of a cliche where they talk about that winning mindset but it is so so true yeah if you go into a conversation thinking you're going to lose you you will inevitably lose if you go in thinking that there's a chance of winning you're going to probably get some success out of that so yeah. I amazing. think it's a it's a great it's a great quote to start on um whether you're talking about the christopher pie movies or you're talking about wrath of khan yeah
1: yeah you still gotta watch wrath of khan um yeah in, in the original they actually commend him you know uh for cheating and it's it's anyway let's go to the next one because that, that one i could talk about there's one of those movie quotes i could dissect hey, yeah we, we can always come back to
0: them so hmm. number two is pike um again i i I think i think this was one of mine this is the funnily enough when when d and i first caught up about doing this podcast uh, the week after i ended up watching all three of the latest movies the the christopher pine ones and this was a quote from probably the first five minutes of the first film when i think was 2009 ish and the quote is you know that instinct to leap without looking starfleet has lost it and it is this is this is a massive one for me i you know i work in marketing but i'm a massive massive believer in perfection is the enemy of progress or you know however you want to phrase it like if you focus too much on perfection you will never progress with anything you'll never release anything so just execute execute don't aim for for perfection i think 80 percent is where you should aim for and if you can operate 80 percent and just consistently execute mm-hmm that's better than trying to find a hundred percent. So I think I wanted to include that one. Cause I think there is definitely a lack of people who have, I, d- I don't know if it's um perhaps the confidence, but they might feel that they're constrained so heavily by KPIs and, and targets that they can't just try something and just give it a go. Like what's the worst that can happen?
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, there's some philosophical things too, career wise. Like, you know, we both, Took a leap to work at our current companies. You know what I mean? Like, I'm head of revenue at a, you know, we weren't Y Combinator backed. You know, Selligence is a very innovative company doing new things, but it's not, uh, you know, cognizant, right? I'm just picking on someone else. Um, Career wise, it takes courage. And look, I made a lot of mistakes. I've been here three months. Um, Someone was just learning new processes. Uh, Marketing needs courage to make mistakes, you know, to to do that leap without looking. Try to think we help a little bit with hockey stack but you know that's one of the the shames about marketing right it's like you need to be adventurous it's fun experimental but uh you know that's not always like encouraged you really need that though no matter if you work at you know uh sap or um you're a solopreneur you need to to like you said 80 20. uh and you know what that'll get better with time you know just with settling in uh it'll turn into 81 85. Uh, i think you've done that exceptionally well um i try <laughs> god knows there's typos in my emails but i think typos are good now with ai it's like oh it's the real person so um but i love that quote i love that version of pike too like um from that movie yeah so
0: you, you can see uh nick's uh in the background um,
1: um
0: but yeah no, I, th- I think um it, from a sales perspective then like that leaping without looking, is it more taking chances where you think that there could be market fit, but perhaps it's not directly ICP?
1: So i you know, I think it's more asking this hard question. So I was on I've been on several calls. I was on one this morning where I basically have to ask like, can you do your job? Can you hit your goals without us? Um and I'll never forget I was at metadata and I, you know, this company is a very hot startup. They're global. Um I asked that question and there were some gasps, Uh, but you have to ask those questions. And, you know, today, you know, we were on with the director and it's like, hey man, how are you gonna show your worth, right? You know, are you gonna be in trouble? And I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but usually I'm right about those things, right? They know it too. Um, You know, so much about sales and marketing is just knowing how people are and just doing the right thing. And, you know, if you can't ask those hard questions, uh in sales like it's really not a job for you you're you're and we're seeing that now with all the sales layoffs like you could be a a momentum driver so um it's tough to do but yeah you have to ask those hard questions you you know tension is good in sales you just have to like add tension no matter what like it's you know people they respect those difficult questions and look it takes time it takes courage but the good news is you can you can script a lot of it. So I met with someone from sales loft. I forget her name, but she would like go in front of the mirror and practice saying stuff. Right. And she was young and uh, gosh, I wish I remembered who she was. Uh, but I really admired that. And I remember early in my career, like I would practice my pitch and my discovery, like, you know, on the bus to work, uh, it was an express bus. It was very nice. It was, uh, um, you know, in my apartment, um, you know, with family members, with, uh, you know, people I was dating at the time, so um, yeah, you definitely need that in sales. If you don't have that, like, uh, and I'm not saying that's good in your personal life, sometimes that can upset friends and family, so be careful with that. But uh, um, you definitely need that instinct to leap. Um, you know, I, I had a, a mentor once and he was in finance and he mentioned that certain people who are very direct he worked well with because he was very direct and he was very successful um think about that sometimes but yeah yeah have courage join that startup
0: i've i've um i've been not persecuted but i've been um sort of pulled up on it in the past of how direct i am because it's not for everyone like i'm very very direct and sometimes it might come across as a bit cold but i think when you're the, the intention of being direct is just to p- progress more quickly, be more efficient and, and get more yes. out of the process. And I think I was speaking to um, uh, a guy called Nick Butler from Jiminy um, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. And he said one of the biggest things he's changed in 2023 is just being a lot more direct. And if he can't get the answers he's looking for, then that's the end of the opportunity. Because yeah. if he, as, as a sales, you know, he's an enterprise AE and he you know he's very much a stance of if he can't get what he needs yeah. from the discovery by being direct then the opportunity is not worth him investing his time in so i think yeah there's, a, there's a lot there's a lot to be learned from that one no. um okay number, number three yeah go on go on the, 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 the... I I met someone
1: last friday and they were like everything's great everything's great i'm like why are we meeting like what what's here like you know why why are we having this conversation and you definitely have to do that yeah number three.
0: So number three is one of yours, I think. So do you want to cover, do you want to kick off number three?
1: Yeah. So I'm going to take it old school. So Spock sacrifices himself so that he can save the enterprise. And uh, he tells Kirk, I've always been and will always be your friend. Mm-hmm. And the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And, you know, we're, we're in sales. It's easy to, to, to show off, but it's so important in any okay. yeah. position to be humble and to appreciate the many that went into it. And especially in sales, cause nothing we do is on an Island, you know, branding like marketing, we have to thank marketing for every thing that they impact. And um, that, you know, that, that gets the business going. That saves the business, that saves morale. Um, you know, something I do here with marketing is, you know, I send them like gifts. I know that sounds cheesy, but uh, you know, I got, uh, our marketing team, you know, just funny stuff. I got our, uh, CS stuff, stuff for a dog, our creative. I'm trying, she lives in Turkey. I'm trying to get her a, <laughs> Speaking of star Wars, a Bo Katan helmet. It's just like a to find like a, a website <laughs> that will do it. Um, but you really have to be selfless. And I think in leadership, you have to be even more selfless. Cause every, you know, hog credit, political leader has been hated that I've, I've ran into. Um, so yeah, so think about, you know, the company, candidly, if you're doing good as a rep, you're going to get that attention anyway. Like it's almost embarrassing to get that attention. You're like, I don't, you know, I don't want it. I'd get paid. Um, so be sure to thank everyone. And, and, you know, this is also your clients, you know, not every client's going to be the best fit. Uh, you know, think about what they really need. Um, and they'll respect you for it.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think to your point about um, here at Selligence as well, we 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 tend not to look at marketing and sales as separate entities; that they're just one revenue generating team. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we had, I like mentioned at the start of the episode or, or a couple of minutes ago, is that you know I sit next to our head of sales. I've got sales That's people cool. behind my screen here, and the amount of interaction that we have back and forth is is definitely um, valuable. But I think your last point there is kind of that you know if the deal's not right don't just book it because you want the commission like the the needs of the business in terms of you bring on that deal and then it affects cs and then you know that cs rep is going to have a terrible account to manage for the rest of the year the customer's not going to have a great experience and then they're going to churn so really really was it a good fit for the business and i think that's sort of what i took out of that um that because i think in the newer films he's um he's on a shuttle over a volcano isn't he and he says no leave me behind it's
1: fine yeah the new films are are great so it's it's funny i when i worked at um aberdeen we sold demand generation and our demand generation was horrible so i was always a top performer but i always sold the least amount of demand generation (laughs) and my boss would be on me like sell more leads and i'm like no they're never going to work with us again and um you know that that goes a long way like you'll hit your number next year. Anyway, yeah, number four. This is one of my favorite ones.
0: So number four, I think this is um, definitely one one of yours. I uh, because I I think is this is was this from Wrath of Khan? The, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I I'll hand I'll hand this one over to you then. This is one of yours.
1: So I I love this uh, quote for so many reasons. So from a sales perspective, like you lose deals, like CFO kills it, executives kill it, they're on a hold. People change jobs all the time and it's such a good feeling, you know, this happened in metadata. Someone changed jobs and you land them there, right? You know, you're, you're their first purchase when they move. Um, career wise too, like, um, I worked at Spiceworks of Davis. They acquired Aberdeen. It was a horrible environment. Um, I was the first person to leave since then their team has churned. They're, they're They posted a loss last quarter. Um, you know, it's just bad situation, and it's like, you know, I'm living well. We're in white combinator, so you know, sometimes those hard times, you know, if you just suck it up a little bit, um, like it, it's good, it's good, you know.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, I think I, I, I don't know if we read out the quote. So the quote is oh. um, from 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 Khan, and it is, "Revenge is a dish best served cold," it's which an old she, like you. Oh, yeah, which you see, it's it's quite a not a um, not a harsh quote. I don't I don't know what the word is for it. It, it like it bef- before you sort of went into your sort of reasonings, it might have seemed like a bit of a random quote. But I think one of the um the notes that you put on there, which was um quite interesting, was the you know prospects move on. I think oh, yeah. I mean what what's the average tenure of a sales rep at a company? It's probably quite low, right? yeah you I probably mean, know more than i do
1: cmos you know it's always hovering but it's you know 18 months uh you know director and below it's like a two years sales like you know sales it's hard for sales right now um but yeah don't don't worry you know if you get laid off or your your person moves like revenge is a dish. if you were laid off like that company's got bigger problems um yeah it's uh, definitely recommend watching that whole video it's a uh, an old klingon proverb revenge is a dish best served cold and uh ricardo Maltaban kills it
0: yeah well we'll have to i i noticed you put the the link to the youtube video in there so we'll, we'll have to include that in the in the yeah. written piece we do but i think to on the job changes things of, well, i mean we track job changes um,
1: absolutely
0: yeah uh, uh, as do as do others but the if you've got a champion of a product that moves to another company one great opportunity if you've got a prospect that moves to another company and they're at a director level data shows that in their first hundred days they spend Mm -hmm. the majority of their budget so again great so it might seem like a bit of a, a a strange quote but there's various nuances to it, which is which is why I think you um you dropped it in there. Plus it's your you said it was your favorite uh movie, wasn't it? So I think you wanted yeah. to put
1: that in there. It's not, it's not a strange code. Get a decal, put it on your car. <laughs> <Get it in. laughs> I think um, it, it, I
0: think I think if you put that on your car it would suggest that you suffer from road rage.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: I don't know if anyone's watched uh, Beef on Netflix, but if I saw someone with a sticker on the back of their bumper that said, revenge is a dish best served cold, I wouldn't want to overtake them Let's put it that way.
1: I've seen a lot of uh, student drivers I just want to um, Like, oh, I'm I'm just learning. Um, Yeah, but that's a great quote. Everyone should watch that quote, uh, especially if they're in the sci-fi.
0: Hey, so... Picard, Jean Luc Picard is uh, number five. So, things are only impossible until they are not. Um, now, I think this was a, another one of yours, but I, I yeah. this one was. Um, I think this this was originally closer to the top, but this, I think this is a, a, a great one because there's so yeah. many so many days of the week or hours of a day where you're probably thinking, I am never going to complete this. I'm never going to get through this yeah. list. I don't know how to do this. And eventually fast forward 48 hours and you've completed the task. And I think it just that, that mindset of there's always a solution to something. And just because there's never been a solution before, it doesn't mean that there's not going to be one tomorrow yeah. It is, I think it's a, a, yeah, a great quote to drop in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I love this quote so many things, um, that it speaks to and you have to stay positive. Like no matter, you know, we've been through so much as human beings over the last few years. But, you know, I'll give you kind of an example. So I set up um, someone with a lead, a, a company I really respect that does, uh, we'll just call it sales chat. And he's kind of asking me defeated, defeatist questions. Like, you know, should I reach out to the BP? And it's just like, you know, what should I say? And I'm like, dude, you've been in sales for a long time, man. <laughs> and I think it just shows that, hey, you know, maybe that attitude wasn't there uh, that, hey, this could get done right um so yeah like be be unabashed uh i wish that was something well it's been kind of unabashed but uh something i wish i was a little bit more when i was younger and um you know continue that you'll get respected for it in your organization you might annoy some people at first but absolutely great quote yeah there's
0: there's there's two camps aren't there there's people who sit in the glass half empty and the people who sit in the glass half full camp uh to use probably <laughs> a more familiar uh, analogy um, or or metaphor. And I think um, you're going to get people who will just run in and without asking and just try and attack the situation and those which will take a step back and think, well, that's very difficult. I don't know how I'm going to do that. I don't have the skills to, you know, and, and I think it's um, to, to learn to let go and just, just, you know, running to the burning building whatever you want to call it i think is a, a a definite worthwhile skill
1: yeah or you know grab some people to uh get help with that you know um absolutely yeah i love this one this next one that's it's years
0: <laughs> this um so it this is another spock um quote which is insufficient facts always invite danger now, it's, um it depends what I guess what area you work in. But again, there's different camps of people, but data back decisions are the best decisions uh you can make, even if it's like that head or heart thing, isn't it like you either make a decision based with your head or based with your heart. And I think what was what sort of, or what I took from this quote is, If you make a decision based purely on like your own opinion without taking into account anyone else's opinions, any data, any real learnings, the chances are you're going to make a mistake or you're going to make the wrong decision. So wherever possible, you should be looking at your KPIs, you should be looking at performance, looking at the industry, looking at customer feedback and actually learning from that and, and, and adjusting your course of action.
1: Yeah, what do you all intelligence do so well is provide so much data on organizations that I think is kind of like deep data. Um, and at hockey stack, we provide. Mm -hmm. Visibility into the entire buyer's journey. Um. You know, there's that quote, like, assumptions are great, great way to make an ass out of yourself. Um, Now, look, we're not trying to take away instinct. I think that's been proven that. Hey you know, being like, it was a big thing in MBAs to be completely data-driven, that that doesn't drive business, right? Amazon, like their motto is we're smart and we know we're smart. And you know, that's a very data-driven company, Um, but the more data you can have to inform that decision. And as, you know, CRO, like, or not CRO, head of revenue, you know, I'm always trying to look at the data, like opt-out data, uh, handoff data to CSMs, marketing data, Um, Amir, who's our co-founder and runs marketing is always looking at, at data. Um, and you know, sometimes you're like, that's enough data. (laughs) He wanted me to fill out a form and I'm like, I can't do this, man. I can barely update Salesforce. Um, but it's, you know, if you don't have that look, and then there's a, was a podcast on yesterday with, uh, Dave Kellogg on exit five. And he talked about marketers being a, um, oh gosh, what is it? Uh, dispassionate advisor. And I think that's so powerful because, you know, you're trying to maintain sales and marketing alignment. Not everyone, you know, is aligned like you and Nick. Um, you have to just say, hey, this is what the data says um, and let the data speak for itself because it just, it, it keeps emotions out of it. It keeps it from being personal. Um, but yeah, yeah. Use your instinct, but inform that instinct with as much data as possible so that you don't invite danger. <laughs> so yeah, you like, because... I...
0: I guess that if, if, if decisions were wholly based on data, there'd be no human involvement in decisions would there? So there's always going to be an element of, of that gut, that, that instinct, like you said, you, you know, you might've been in marketing for 25 years and uh, over the 25 year period, you've learned a a few instincts that, you know, that spidey sense, whatever you want to call it of uh, what, you know, what the right decision is, I I guess, from a a hockey stack perspective, my uh, ceo asked me two days ago he said look if you were going to invest more money which channel would you invest the money in and if yeah. i had a t- if i had a tool like hockey stack or if i was to look at the data then for us that would be linkedin and google that's what the yeah. data is telling me you know um 25 of everyone who comes inbound says they saw us on linkedin another yeah. 25 30 say google so 50 percent is linkedin and google there's your data that's exactly. where we would yeah that's where we yeah. would you know invest the money in and i guess from a from a sales perspective, then, if you I guess, if you're thinking from a from a perspective, you've got win rates across certain ICPS, across certain job title, job functions, you've got conversion rates and win rates of um, reaching out off the back of sales triggers versus not, you know, reaching out with relevance. There's there's tons you could take from this this quote from Spock, and I think yes, yeah, yeah. essentially to just make a decision that's got some got some data behind it. Rather Absolutely. than just uh, putting your finger in the air and hoping for the best,
1: you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. So, Mark Casaglo at uh, Catalyst used to be head of sales at Outreach as an advisor, and you know, I was you know trained always get rid of you know opt outs. And he said, "Hey, you know, we did the math and we won like twenty percent more deals and only had eight percent opt outs when we offered an opt out." And I was like, "Maybe we'll keep ours, and we haven't had an opt out yet." Um. So that's you know that informs that now you know we're it's you know it's easy to do because we we just look at clients but uh wall street journal published that organizations are looking for cmos with performance marketing experience and i think that really speaks to that data because performance marketers are the most data-driven marketers i know just the nature of the business they love content because they see the uptick um but yeah absolutely now go. the
0: next one is one of yours i think because i if i if if i was going to say do i know that character i would honestly i would probably say no um but that might be because that it, uh, that, that, that particular character isn't in the the newer film so i this is this is all yours
1: he is he's spock's dad so spock's dad surak um okay yeah so the, the original Serac actor played multiple characters, but he says, May we together become greater than the sum of both of us. I forget the context here um but you know that speaks to sales and marketing alignment that speaks to partnerships um you know you can't you, there's only so much business you could drive on your own, and yeah you know we're we're a team when it comes to the end of it treat treat people like that. Um, yeah, I,
0: I definitely, I definitely looked at this one from a there's no I no I in team perspective, as in, you know, that the goal of um, every person in the business revenue per head per head of the business, whatever is is to drive is to drive growth, and I think there is this that age old battle between marketing and sales. It's like, no, it was my inbound lead, so I get the revenue, and it's like sales, right? Well, yeah, but we closed it, so it's our revenue, and it's it's yeah, not it's, it's not here. Yeah, it's not your revenue and my revenue, it's our revenue. And I think that that's sort of what I took from the quote is just that as long as everyone's aligned to the goal of the business as a whole, then that is more optimal than being siloed in in having ping pong battles between different areas of the business.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, And, you know, when you start a job, you kind of come into that agreement, you know. Uh, We're going to be stuck with these people for eight hours a day um so I'll, I'll do the next one i think i picked this one too it's good to get a little distance from someone you love this i love this quote because we are stuck in our product all day whether you're a product manager a marketer a salesperson ceo and you get blinders on. you get big blinders on so i've met with a couple ceos recently who wanted feedback and i'm just gonna be straight up. they didn't want any they didn't want to hear it. they love their baby um you know they look at their baby all day and it's just you need to get out of there you need to look at your competition you need to use your competition you need to talk to customers prospects you know even analysts if you can because those blinders will will kill your product um you know I I started I read a book called The Crux and uh it's a good great strategy book you know highly recommend it and you know the failure of most of these companies wasn't like it wasn't sales or marketing. It was the product, the product got behind. Uh, and you know, they, they gave dividends instead of investing in the product. And you, you, know, you look at technology, like Google, you know, we talked about, I think we talked about this. There's it's ripe for some company to start a Google competitor out of Europe, you know, like Google's got blinders on. They're just trying to milk the product at this point. So, um, AWS is good at this. They're always adding things, you know, they're always like poking around. Um, But you cannot keep blinders on. And, you know, we're seeing this with AI, Uh, you know, some of the AI that's being used is questionable, but uh, you know, you're seeing companies really hop on it Uh, to those companies. I say, Hey, like, you know, make sure it's, it's a value add like Grammarly has AI and it's terrible. (laughs) All these like text AIs, I'm like, not that big on. I'm like, just help me um but yeah yeah get outside of your product get outside of your customers um,
0: yeah uh, i guess from from like a a sales perspective for a, an ae ae you might be doing 20 30 demos a week they're in yeah. that product like you said all day every day so when they're running through it at, you know quite a fast pace they might not understand that the or they might not remember uh that the prospect who's never seen the platform one might be thinking jesus i can't keep up with you or they might be thinking okay i I didn't quite understand the the value of that part of the platform so i think from a sales perspective it's it's taking a step back to make sure that you are positioning the product in a way that someone who's never seen it before can understand it from a marketing perspective this is um a coincidence like i had um our our head of product um Come to me yesterday. and He had an interview actually for an engineer in his team, and he said, um, "Oh, just a bit of feedback." The the engineer didn't actually know what we did as a business from looking mm-hmm. at the website. And I said, "He said oh, I don't, I, I don't want to, you know, bring you bad feedback.'" And I said, "That's not bad feedback. That's great feedback because yeah. whilst he didn't fit our ICP, anyone with a common sense we would want to be able to determine what we what Absolutely. our product did." Right. So we're actually, funnily enough, going through a whole product messaging um project at the minute to really boil down and really simplify the way we position our product so it, it quite that, nicely really. supported that yeah and that, that's you know you would do that every quarter because markets change and um climates change and you know customers change uh, like selling a product now is far more about um, efficiency and doing more with less than it was a year ago so
1: yeah you've got to adapt but I'm going to pick on the chief product officers and CTOs. Like y'all got to keep up on that product. You know, don't, don't think, Hey, we're adding this feature or we're, we're making it easier to use is good enough. Like you have to look at the competition. You have to talk to customers and you have to understand what they need. Um, Cause th- there's that book looks like so many examples, like they didn't keep up, you know, or they focused on what was profitable for years and the company no longer exists or their brand was bought, you know, Um, trying to think who, you know, you look
0: at Blockbuster would be a good example.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Blockbuster gets a bad rap for that, but actually they were just over leveraged. They were used as a piggy bank by uh, Viacom and CBS for years. Um, Trying to think with cars, like, um, you know, you see cars ramping up to add electric vehicles and like they're late they're late to the game and you know you can't just you know Tesla has a, a an advantage so you know Ford's doing big things like Ford said hey with all these car companies saying we're going all electric and you know it's for good reason they know if they don't make the product it would be there
0: I was going to say it's mad cuz I I watch quite a few Elon Musk videos on YouTube and yeah if you speak if you speak to Elon Musk he says the short term IE the next 5 years is electric but post that it's hydrogen so all of these cars are pumping billion, or these manufacturers are pumping billions into electric. But Tesla, Elon Musk himself has said, now electric is just a stopgap for us. It's it's hydrogen. Electric's not as efficient. Hydrogen is the way forward. Yet all of these other companies are thinking, let's keep up with electric with Tesla. Whereas Tesla yeah. are thinking, ah, electric's old school. It's all about hydrogen now. So he, it's it's yeah, it's an interesting
1: man, dude. He might be throwing a ruse to get competitors going elsewhere, but um. Yeah, yeah. Do not get stuck in your product, no matter what you're... So uh, this one is just makes me laugh. So the character Neelix is terrible. Um, I, I didn't watch Voyager because Neelix was so horrible, like one of the reasons. Uh, so if you have a Neelix on your team, fail fast. If you hire Neelix, fail fast. What, what,
0: do, for those that um, such as myself, I'll hold my hands up. Do you wanna, when you say Neelix is terrible, do you want to just give us a bit more oh, of yeah. a... Give us a bit more of what you mean by that.
1: Um, so he was the the chef. He was just annoying, provided no value, always thought he knew better. Um, you know, got into people's business. Uh, they should have jettisoned him out a long time ago. The show would have been better for it. Um, but it's, you know, you don't, you know, people are here to work, right? We're not here to like gossip at the water cooler and, you know stuff like that so yeah get rid of your neelix don't ruin the show yeah, get rid of your this, neelix
0: now They'll... that now that, now that you've explained it this is a very very apt one i think um you know i think sas as a as a market is very up and down in terms of um the way the economy is very reliant on the economy and i think there's people who are bought into the vision of the company and bought into the long term yeah journey and those who are just here to clock in nine to five and look, it's absolutely fine if you just want to clock in nine to five but if you have no belief in the in the product and what you're trying to build then it can bring everyone else around you it's like a poison that festers it's
1: it's yeah it can that's be de- than me <laughs> i had interviewed some people and i'm like yeah you're they were neelix's um
0: so this okay. this last don't, one don't be an elix is quite a Neelix. It's
1: quite a good uh don't be an elix a Neelix. Don't good be a Neelix. Yeah, like and you know a hiring manager doesn't want they don't want a soft person, right? You know they don't want like they want action, right? They want someone that's going to ramp up and have ideas and you know they get along with. Don't be a Neelix. Um, but yeah, this last one's my favorite one, and I think it's poignant right now. So, Picard, uh, it is possible to commit no mistakes and still lose. That is not a weakness. Um, In business, you're going to lose a lot. You're probably going to lose more than you win. And you can beat yourself up about it for days. You know, we all do. Uh, You can really mess yourself up thinking about it sometimes. Um, But often, it's not you. It's, It's you did everything right. Uh, my VP at Metadata, that's something you would say, well, you've done everything right. And sometimes, you know, most of the time we'd win those deals, sometimes we didn't, but I really appreciated that because you can do everything right in sales. You can use Selligence, you can use uh, Hockey Stack, you can, uh, you know, everything is there and you will still lose that deal or your business will still lose that market share or whatever it might be, and it's not weakness. It's not that you didn't do your job. It's not that you're good not good at your job. It's just that it just wasn't meant to be. Um, and I think that's what is important to take from that. I wish more people read that quote because I think it, it emboldens you, it gives you courage to try, but it helps you not take the defeat so hard so you know i i've had deals where i like you know ball up <laughs> i lost a deal one year new year's eve and you know i should have known i was going to lose it but you know i i turned my shower in a hyperbaric chamber and you know just chilled out for a little while uh with the lights off and um but i didn't make a mis- you know i didn't make a mistake it was, it was something else so yeah that's my
0: yeah, there's a couple of things uh, that this makes me think of. So we got a, an SDR who sits a couple of chairs down. He's working from home today, but he always um, he was an estate agent, and uh, I think it was one of the first two weeks that he was at the business. And he said the person the person who gets the most knows also gets the most yeses. Yes, and that that's always um, that's always stuck with me as a as a nice um, a nice quote. Like yeah. if you're making a hundred calls a day. Um, and a lot of them are no's. you know, if you do 150, you're definitely going to have more no's, but you're also going to have more yeses. Um, and then the second one was actually, um, Nick, you sit next to me, show me a post this morning of a guy, um, who said that he, over the last two or three years, he set up two startups and he worked 10, 12 hour days every day. And both of them have failed. And what he took out of that was, it wasn't that he had failed. It was that he had not realized he had failed quickly enough so oh, that he yeah. could so that he could back out and start again so he's challenged this particular person has challenged himself to set up a startup every month and that's a new wow. startup every month until he finds product market fit and then he's going to invest his time in it and i just found that like completely well bonkers to an extent because a new startup yeah. every month that's that's a lot isn't it but admiration in terms of his willingness to try something new and just keep going and going and going and going because he's got the hunger for it
1: yeah that's a little crazy if you ask me <laughs> get away from your product but um you know it's also back to failing fast like i think failing fast is so important in business like this tam isn't working this functionality is working this messaging is working this hire isn't working um and then you know if you're at a job like it's not working start interviewing quickly like i'm a huge believer in that And i wish that's something i had done more early in my career um it's hard because we don't want to fail you know like nobody wants to fail right we're trained we grew up like that but just fail fast like the environment stinks Fail fast and I, I think the younger folk younger than me are better at that than i was uh than my generation you gotta remember like my dad worked for the same company for like 20 years i worked for the same company for 11 years My dad came home from his first long vacation, you know, more than a week, and he was let go. So, um, you know, in retrospect, if he had, you know, stayed 10 years and changed jobs, it would have been better. Um, But don't be afraid to fail fast. Now, caveat there if you're in sales and you're in a good position, get at least two and a half years under your resume there. Cause if you're, if you, no, nobody, everybody's like, it's okay to change jobs. I'm like, no, it's not okay to change jobs. Like you need to show excellence at one place. But, you know, if you're there for two months and it doesn't feel right and you, you want to move somewhere else, definitely. But if, you know, if you're a salesperson in your 20s starting, try to try to show excellence. Like when I look at people's resumes, I try to look for excellence at one place. Um, but yeah, when it comes to deals, when it comes to marketing plays, when it comes to, you uh, business like you can commit no mistakes and still lose we've seen this uh you know what's the company um i think it was park cell was a competitor to oracle and oracle was a not a good product uh they marketed better and you know to this day uh michael stonebreaker who invented it is salty about it but you know he didn't commit any mistakes he just made the better product but you know you had larry ellison going bananas (laughs) you know one of the most cutthroat marketers in history um so yeah if you lose a deal if you get laid off if something happens that's just life it's not a i
0: I think that's uh that was um Quote number 10, obviously people aren't going to have been uh, tallying up the quotes, but that was quote number 10. And I think that's a nice a nice place to finish. I think we've, we've both got a hard stop at three yeah, thirty, So um, we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll wrap it up there. And I, as I said, we'll, well, if we think back to the start of the podcast where we said, we're going to be talking about Star Trek quotes and how they can, how we can learn something from them with, with sales and leadership in mind. I think now people understand what we were talking about at the start yeah. and hopefully, from those 10 quotes, which we will share as part of the written piece. And obviously in, in the description of the podcast episode, I think there's a lot that could be taken from those. Um, and to, to your point about chat GPT, I bet if you put those 10 quotes into chat GPT and said, tell me how these are relevant to sales, you're going to get some pretty good answers out of there. Um, so all <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> all, all, all terrible. Yeah. It might tell you to just quit being a salesman. You never know. But, um, hopefully, um, anyone who's who's listening or watching has got some value on it uh or value from it so uh, thank you for jumping on d i'm I'm sure like when you're in the u k later this year we're gonna be doing a a live session which I look forward to but um we'll, hopefully we'll, get, you've, uh, you've,
1: <laughs> we'll get the uh, camera out and just spitball
0: yeah um, no, we said we were gonna get the camera but also some alcohol out as well so we're gonna be doing yeah. shots shots every ten minutes of the episode
1: um but I, yeah i sales is hard you know some people won't get star trek but i think you know it's so endearing you know we see so much of this media because some of these quotes right you know they're just good quotes to make your life a little bit better and uh there are some episodes of star trek that i do put on like i mentioned i just i made told you i made my daughter watch wrath of khan the original recently so you know media like can really help us. And I hope this inspires someone today. You know, maybe they lost a deal. Maybe they're thinking of working at a startup. Um, maybe they're thinking about adding celligence to their, their sales tech stack and, uh, they go for it. But yeah, we'll meet. Before we,
0: um, before we finish off, I'll pick one favorite and you pick one favorite. So out of the 10, which was your favorite? Just to recap.
1: Number 10, it is possible to commit no mistake and still lose. That is not weakness. That is absolutely my favorite. Um, you know, that's something that I wish was important, is important to others as it's, is important to me. Um, and
0: I'll pick uh number two from Pike, which is, you know, that instinct to leap without looking Starfleet has lost it. And I think because I'm a, I'm a soul marketer. So a lot of the stuff that I do is purely based on ship it, get it done, yes. move on and <laughs> it, it'll either work or it won't, but you'll be moving too fast to, to know if it didn't work. And if it did work, you'll, you'll, you'll be reaping the benefits already. So, um, yeah, just give it a go.
1: You do very good at that. You do a lot of work, man. And I'm always impressed. I know you're updating the website too and that messaging, but you really live that and, uh, yeah, be very proud.
0: (laughs) I appreciate that. The pressure's on now for me to edit and get this podcast over to you within one or two days. So, So that compliment is well-founded, well uh, well
1: team. Give give him a hug for me when uh, you're done. (laughs) Nick, he
0: said we make a a good team. There
1: you go. He gave you a (laughs) wink. (laughs) You guys are like good yin and yang, I feel like. No, but you guys rock at that. I love it. Even when we reached out, like we just had a friendly conversation and he asked me, hey, you want to be on my podcast? I'm like, who, me? And um, yeah, this is going to be a good one once it's edited
0: no i'm 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 looking forward to sharing this and uh like i said hopefully people have enjoyed the episode but uh thanks for tuning in and we will catch you in the next episode
1: awesome man